Restoration Church podcast, Behind the Sermon, where we get to sit in on a conversation between our pastors to hear about what they are learning, what they are teaching, and what God is doing throughout our church. Enjoy the podcast. Why, good morning, afternoon, or evening, depending on when you listen to this. I'm Pastor Nate. This is the Behind the Sermon podcast. I'm joined here today by Stephen Johnson and Charlotte Hickey, who refuses to grab a microphone. <laughs> Charlotte, so, uh, Stephen, how are you today, Pastor? Hello. Doing good, sir. Doing good. It's uh, it's nice to be here in Dover with you and uh, other people here. So yeah, it's raining. Here. It's a rainy day here. Yeah, we're recording. It's Tuesday. It's rainy. Dark. And it's cozy in Pastor Nate's office. Uh, I need a fake fake fireplace. <laughs> but we are going. We're excited. Yeah. It's uh, officially September. You know, it was like three or four weeks ago, I said um, uh, pumpkin spice coffees will be coming out soon. And they came out that week. Like the next day, they were at Dunkin' Donuts. Oh wow! So anyway, yeah, we you've had the it, opportunity to buy those for a couple of weeks. Yeah, we served it at church this week. Oh really? Yeah, yeah. People were happy. Pumpkin spice, something about it. Man. That's people. Some people hate it. I don't like it personally. Yeah. Don't hate me out there. <laughs> people, I think people. If if everybody really likes something. Some people choose, I'm just going to hate it just because everybody really likes it. Oh. Right? So it's like we're in New England. Everybody who's in New England, everybody's a New England Patriots fan. So many people. And then everybody, I hate the Patriots. Yeah. Well, I don't believe you. I think you just like to be oppositional. I hate pumpkin spice. I don't, yeah, yeah. You, you know, when you have that much of an emotional negative reaction. I have some Steelers fan at my church. Yeah, we, <laughs> we have them. <laughs> We have them about every location. So I've grown up in, like, I've lived in places other than New England. Yeah. So when I lived in Texas and everybody was a Texas Rangers fan, mm. I didn't be like, I hate the t- Texas Rangers. Mm. Like, I'm just like, oh, I'm a Red Sox fan. And it was like, everybody was a Dallas Cowboys fan. I didn't feel, I hate the Dallas Cowboys. Yeah. No, I was a New England Patriots fan, and then they won their first Super Bowl there in 2001 when I lived there. Oh, there you go. I was was talking to somebody yesterday, and they went to a basketball game in Boston, but they supported Maverick. I think it's a Dallas. Dallas So Dallas, and they almost got, like, beaten up. So they had to wear a jacket on over their uh, jerseys and they just sat quiet the whole game. I'm like, oops, ouch. I think they're, <laughs> I think they're, I mean, I don't know who it was. And so don't be offended. I think they may be overreacting a little bit because I went to a game with Travis Nicholson who preaches every so often. And he's a Toronto Raptors fan oh. because he, he, because they have pretty colors that he likes. And so <laughs> he um, he wore their jersey and cheered for them the whole game. And no one, I mean, some people made fun of him. Yeah. But yeah. other than that, it was no big deal. Wow. Yeah. Well, that's nice. Yeah. I'm no no one's fan, so it's okay. I'm your fan, Pastor Nate. 
Thanks. Who's your favorite cricket team? Uh, India, of course. <laughs> Love it. Actually, the match is going on right now. But yeah, I love it. I love cricket. I follow soccer a bit, but not not baseball, no basketball. Yeah. Uh, we had a, a guy leave from the church, went to basic training. He's been gone for like 15 months. He came back to church this week to visit and he's about to get sent to Qatar. Oh. And uh, so he was like, he'll be able to see the World Cup, like go to some World Cup Yeah. Matches. Yeah, that's Next awesome. Year. So that's sad to see him go. We have a lot of people shipping and moving around. Um, someone leaving for Texas this week. Him oh, wow. heading to Cutter. It was more than two. Oh, one guy just returned. He'd been gone for four months. He just got back this week. So it's a military, the military shuffle. Oh, they're wow. all in different branches, but they're all moving around. Wow. Good luck on the Qatar. Place. Yeah, it's fun. Middle East, get yeah. ready for that heat. <laughs> mm -hmm. that What's fun. the hottest temperature you've ever? I think it was one forty, or one uh, close to, yeah, one forty three was hot. Like you would see just trees get lit in fire because it was that hot, you know. So yeah, it can it can get pretty hot during summer. It's not nice. I think the hottest I've ever been in was in Phoenix. I think it was 116. Oh, wow. Yeah. It feels like you're living inside a hairdryer. <laughs> <laughs> we should all do a missions trip to Middle East. Yeah. Oh, boy. You all will be fried. <laughs> I'll wear like, I'll wear all the robes. So I won't get sunburned. There you go. <laughs> Just me and my robes and my camel. Oh, that's why. That's how people survive there. So pretty good. But it was our last week of villain series. We had an incredible five weeks of doing it. It was a fun series overall. Yeah. So people... Like the movies, some people wish it wasn't over. Yeah. But I think I'm glad it's over. It's like over. it was a good series, but the message on Sunday, well, for, I ran out of time. So we can talk through that because. <laughs> yeah, let's talk I, uh, through that, please. Because the sermon, I don't think I, I mean, I didn't, that's one of the reasons why we do behind the sermon series, right? So we can talk through. Everything. We can talk through things we didn't get to maybe talk about on Sunday. Well, I... Um, it's a first service? I, I just pretty much... Well, both services. I oh. just pretty much ended. So if you're listening, <laughs> like I had a point, but I didn't really have a point in my message. It was overall like... <laughs> what happened? Could use some structure. I don't know. I just... By the time I started preaching, like the video started ending and stuff. It had to have been after 10, 10 a.m. And so if I want to go to 10.30, they give me 20 minutes. Yeah. And it's too heavy of a topic to take 20 minutes. So I used the time I needed, but I probably needed more time or I needed to boil down the message more. I don't know. 
I just got, it just got stuck. Like we're trying to, trying to show, because for me, right, this is a movie I wouldn't let my kids watch. So yeah. I wanted to bring that into the message right. and talk through and like, okay, yeah, well, what's the me. why? What's the why we don't let the kids, well, right. why I wouldn't let my kids watch it. And then probably every other, most of the parents in there let their kids watch it. So I wasn't trying to beat them down, but just uh, like, here's the print, here's the big principle. Right. I don't know that I ever got to the big principle. Mm. It kind of just stuck, hung on the movie. And we talked about the religion voodoo for a while and yeah. got hung on that. And then didn't have any. Well, that's why we have behind the sermon. At the end. We can talk yeah. about the principle. So talk to me about this, Stephen, growing up. How was entertainment? What was that like in your culture? Was there movies and stuff and TV shows that the Christian families didn't let kids watch? Or uh, it's not a big part of your culture growing up? It's not a big part of the culture that I grew up. Uh, if you know me closely or enough, you know uh, that uh, I verbalized I used to watch a lot of horror movies. That's That was my jam. I closed the door at night and uh, no lights, just watch horror movies. It never bothered me. Uh, I watch bloody movies, you know, killing and all that stuff. It never bothered me. Like I just watch it for watching sake and it just nothing like even now, like when people say, all right, uh, you know, yeah, that was human trafficking was taking place in that movie. You know, I just feel like, like angry, you know, like I want to, I want to just do, I was like, you know, that's fine. You know, nothing bothers me as such, but mm -hmm. I have a heart for it. Like, you know, I want to be there like for the kids or like that. But growing up, it was just, all right, there's a movie out. All right, just, just, let's go watch it and just get out. I don't personally take anything inside. Was that true for the entire Christian culture? Uh, I would say, yeah. Uh, like, you know, growing up, swears were not swears for us. Like the biggest- Give us some examples. <laughs> <laughs> Just kidding. <laughs> so like, uh, you know, the biggest was the F-bomb, of course. The in It's a universal swear, but the S word, or the A word and all that were not like swears. Like just regularly talking to my brother, he uses the S word in when conversation. When you guys speak English to each other? Or yeah, you yeah, yeah. include the S word when you're speaking in your native No, language? we speak English. Uh, we communicate in English often uh, when we speak, uh, but like it's normal, it's a norm. So we didn't have, but coming here is like, cannot do the S word. It's, it's curse, you know, in the, you know, it's a cuss word and we're like, oops, all right. Learning curve. Right. But in growing up is like, all right, it's a normal conversation language for us. Uh, and, uh, so it was just, a, it, there was no like, but of course like nakedness or like that was like big restrictions. Like you cannot watch people kissing or like, don't do those things. But you know, um, I, I know parents who never entertained watching horror movies, you know, stuff like that and like making out, you know, those stuff. But other than that, it was pretty, pretty common. Like I used to watch like fighting movies, bloody movies, 
while my parents are there, you know? Mm -hmm. So it, it was not, it was normal for us. My kids asked me about it after church. Why? Your dad wouldn't let you watch the Smurfs. Why? I'm like, well, it's because magic was in it. Then I made this statement to them Sunday afternoon. I'm like, you know, it was the 1980s. Mm. This is all brand new. Like right. cable had just come out right. when I was a kid. Like I remember we got a cable box. I remember we got a first remote control. It was all brand new technology. Right. And so we used to have a television set that had 10 channels because mm. that's all there was. And then we went to cable that had right. maybe had 32 channels. And so all that's brand new. So everybody was really probably afraid of it and cautious of it. Right. Because again, it was all new. It was all new. Mm. Mm. And um, so I don't fault them for having those restrictions on it. It's just funny whether you were in Maine or New Hampshire or yeah. Texas. Yeah. Every child of the 80s, if their parents were Christians, they kind of <laughs> all felt the same. But I, but I was even thinking like, the, you know, later generations, the Harry Potter series. Right. Or... Um, Pokemon. Mm. Uh, I don't. I don't remember what else. For a while, it was Disney movies. So I remember, like when I was in high school, they used to hand out pam pamphlets about why you shouldn't let your kids watch Disney movies. Really? Wow. To parents in church. Oh wow. And uh, you know, because everything was everything had this secretive evil agenda, right? And so. That's kind of how, why would I, and you know, whenever this movie came out, why, but why would I, why? yeah, yeah, 2018, mm. 2016, not let my kids watch the movie? And that's what I was trying to connect. Yeah, with. it's always, I don't think this movie had an evil agenda, but there's a message, but there is a realism to what mm. to the elements and the themes of the movie, right? Right. And also, it's always important if, you know, for me at least, like, you know, watching is fine, you know, like, get the, learn from it and stuff like that. But applying to your life is important. Like, hey, you're watching that movie and what are you taking out of it? Or is it just, so I watch every, like now, every movie I watch is just entertainment. Like, I just watch it. That's fine. Like, I don't apply anything to my life or like, it does not speak anything as such, you know, but now I don't watch horror movies or like, you know, stuff like that. But still like, you know, my babies now, like they're trying to watch cartoons and stuff like that. So like one night, uh, Zaylin woke up and, you know, she started ghost, 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 middle of night. She just woke up and she's like, ghost. And she's like acting out. And I'm like, all right. So I just went on to the YouTube history and just check what is she watching. Paranormal activity. You know, and I found out she was like watching Halloween videos and there was like ghost dressed, you know, things like that. So I was like, hey, can I explain to you why you were up yesterday and just trying to explain now while there's a thumbnail, she's like, Dada, no, 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 that's no good. So she already got that in her in her system, right? But, you know, if she didn't have that experience watching it, she would never have that. Uh, so I think it's important in a way, but having that lesson learned is important as well. So, yeah. They will watch it or not. 
you know, it's one one way or the other way they will learn it, whether it's good or bad for them. Right. You know. I had um uh I had someone come up to me after and share a testimony about a family member who had grown up in church but then started getting involved in mm. in um and I don't know exactly so it wasn't voodooism, but getting involved in yeah and some of this dark yeah. stuff. Yeah. And lived that way for quite a number of years, but ended up coming back to Christ afterward mm. and was sharing their testimony. Wow. Having come back to Christ, I remember um, hearing other stories of that too, like grew up in church, mm. but then I don't know, you just get bored of Jesus. Mm. Jesus is too regular. So you go exploring other supernatural things. Right. And you go searching for supernatural, not through Jesus. Mm. And all those things are out. Every supernatural thing that's not Jesus is out to capture you, right. to imprison you. Mm. Um, and we shouldn't be afraid. And I, we can connect this probably to your message next, next week, but there's nothing supernatural that surrounds Jesus that we need to ever be afraid of. Right. Yeah. But yeah. the supernatural without Jesus avoid at all costs, which is, you know, again, like why some of those movies mm. we're just not going to, yeah, we're not going to watch. watch. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, next week we are talking about it. Uh, we'll be starting our next series called Fire and Water, which is all about uh, focusing on uh, baptism, Holy Spirit baptism, and why water baptism, and then we've got a third week why and another important. baptism that the churches talk through. The I remember. Um, I don't know if I've talked about this on the podcast before, but when I was fifteen or sixteen, my my lead the lead pastor of the church at the time. He was someone that God had used in a lot in words of wisdom. Mm. So God would speak something to him. He would kind of call someone out of the of the church. He'd say, hey, God's telling me to tell you this. Mm. And they would start crying. It was always like, man, mm. it was always right. so right on. Well, as I'm sitting there in that third row in that Sunday night service, he looks at me and he says, Nate, I wouldn't be surprised if an angel visits you in your room this week, I'll tell you what, that scared the tar out of me. I was so scared. I slept that whole night with the lights on, with the TV on. Wow. I was so terrified that an angel was going to show up. I probably did that two or three nights. And I finally called him and I'm like, why did you say that to me? He's like, oh, I was just talking. I'm like, just talking? I haven't slept in three days. Jeez. And I thought it was a word from the Lord, but he was just shooting off the cuff, like just making conversation in the middle of a sermon with me, I guess. Yeah. But I wish I could go back, Mm -hmm. right? Because if an angel of God did visit me, there would be nothing I would have to be afraid of. Right. I'd have to be afraid of anything Mm. that God 
does or wants to do. Right. I, maybe I fear him, like I have awe and reverence for him, but I don't right. have to be afraid yeah. of anything like that. And I was also one of the reasons I was terrified about angels because I was terrified about demons. I, I had been my whole life. Mm. Um, I just heard, I just overheard and eavesdropped on too many mm. uh, church people conversations right. that it just messed me up. Mm. And, uh, yeah, so yeah, wow. don't have to be afraid of that stuff either. I might, I might take that boys. this week to preach. The angel story? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think that might, it might connect. Yeah. But have you ever encountered, uh, uh, you know, in personally in your life, uh, demon attacks or like, you know, have you personally? The only encounters I've had has been with a person who was demon possessed. Mm -hmm. Um, and those were all, you know, they were ultimately all like, I think it's nerve wracking when it's you're in it, but you're confident of who God is. Yeah. In the midst of it, take us through the process of 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 that. If you still remember, uh, for the people who has not like don't know anything about it, you know, what what was your feeling right there, seeing someone get uh, delivered from their bondages? You know, what was that? What was the experience? Take us through that. Um, if you still remember. So, you know, there's probably dozens of stories. Yeah. So they're all a little bit different. I, I think one of the matrixes I use when, when I'm encountering that is, it's so not everything's demonic. Sometimes people just have a mental health yeah. illness. Yeah. And so there's that part of it. Mm. I think the church in the 80s, and probably some churches still do this, they try to cast the devil out of someone who doesn't have the devil. Right, right. So we're trying to be aware of that and not right. make that mistake. Mm -hmm. Also, you don't want to say something's not the devil that is the devil. Right. And so there's that part of it as well. So it's navigating both those things simultaneous. Mm. Sometimes it's real obvious, you know, right. sometimes it's real obvious because, I mean, not to scare people, but someone's eyes go completely black and their voice changes right. and the spiritual whole spiritual atmosphere of the room changes. Mm. Those are pretty obvious. Right. Um, but not everything, not every encounter is like that. So probably the most recent one is I was meeting with someone here in my office and uh, which is where we're recording today. And they were having yeah. a lot of, um, super uh, like demonic activity mm. in their home and their life they had for the last yeah 20 years wow and they wanted to be free from it god had spoken to them very clearly go talk to pastor nate mm. so when they came in they talked through it and we just determined we're gonna pray and and break that right and at that point i'm ready now for a spiritual encounter mm. I don't know what will happen, but, right. you know, is there, could I be attacked physically mm. by the demon, right. um, by the person right. possessed? Um, will there be 
Yeah. Just, you know, a lot of the stuff I already yeah. described. But no, we went and prayed and it was just a piece of God filled the room and there was no, there was nothing, nothing dramatic. It was just. Right. They were just prayed and set free. Uh, a few tears shed and. Yeah. Walked out with a bondage lifted. Wow. I'd say that's more often than not because we, we have to understand the authority we have in God. Mm-hmm. So you just take that, I, you know, I try to take that authority right in the room. This is the church building. This is my office. This is my meeting. So the enemy's got no right. He's got, he's not a, he's <laughs> not a citizen. He's got no rights. Right. Uh, I have a few questions with that. Uh, let me write it down before I forget. Uh, so you said, so for the listeners, right? Uh, <clears throat> you said this family or this person was going, uh, practicing it for 20 years, right? Not practicing it. They were But experiencing, experiencing it. Experiencing it. Oh, wow. But then God spoke to them to speak to you. So, which means even though there's a tax, you know, you're experiencing, uh, you know, that demonic uh, realm or that spirit, God can still speak through that to, you know, so a lot of people think, oh, it's just, you know, demon attacks, God never speaks, it's just demon attacks. But this case, like God still speaks, God still uses us, but it's just that we need to pray through it. You need to put that faith and and eagerly ask God to take it off from, from our lives, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right, because if they, if you've given them access to your life, you don't just say, okay, you need to leave now, right? They, it's like a tenant rights. Right. You, you know, someone moves into an apartment if you're a New Hampshire landlord, mm. you can't just tell them to leave. Even if they're not paying their bill, even if they're squatters, even if they're destroying your house, like it's a process to get them out. Right. And so spiritually, if you've let them in, your life mm-hmm. you know just say, oh, you need to leave now i've changed my mind like they're they're squatters now right so you've got to go to a higher authority mm. you've got to go to jesus and his shed blood on that cross right and bring an eviction notice mm. and sometimes the devil tries to put cement down your plumbing pipes right. on the way out like mm. to cause a lot of problems on the way out mm. and take as much devastation as he can but they, but they again they don't have the right so What did you do uh, going into the meeting as you already knew, like there were, you know, they were going through this, you know, demonic um, stuff. What was you as a pastor or a person even, um, you know, going into that meeting? What was your process? Hey, I need to do these things. Just making sure these are done. Were, were there anything that you took as a precaution going into the meeting? No, I mean, other than how I pray leading up to the meeting, right. God, I want to hear you clearly. Mm-hmm. So if it's a deceiving spirit that's going to try to trick me yeah, yeah. and try to get me to avoid and, and make a wrong decision mm-hmm. so that way they can stay uh, affecting the person, I mm-hmm. want to be able to recognize that. Right. I also don't want to be kooky Christian, right. so God right. help me not to hurt someone in the process who mm. is maybe having nightmares because they're watching YouTube with Zaylin. Right. And yep. <laughs> I, you know, and I need to, um, right. And so I just need to teach them. 
Yeah. Oh, hey, let's just talk about what you're inputting in your life. Mm. And, and and so I don't want to, instead of discipling them, if I just pray and send them on their way, but what they needed to be was discipled. So it's a lot of, God, I just need you to speak. Right. And then, and then being prayed up for if there is a spiritual contest mm. that, God, I'm not going to fear yeah. You know, because I think some of those triggers for me when I was a kid can still mm, be there. Right. So, God, I'm not going to fear. God, you're in charge. God, you're in control. Mm. Use me how you want. Yeah. Help this person. Bring them all the freedom you want in these moments. And then, you know, and so that's all pre-prayer prep preparation. Right. And that's then they come in and then it's kind of asking questions and listening yeah. to their story and trying to listen to God while they're talking. Nice. And sometimes that's pretty clear. Um, that's awesome. Yeah. That's really good. I think I had an encounter which was wild when we were in India. And uh, yeah, it was just a, you know, deliverance ministry meeting for, for the people. I was praying for this guy and he just started, you know, doing wigglings and, uh, and he, I still remember he, I was just praying and I just said, in Jesus name, whatever tax, just leave. He started spitting. He just spat on me. He's like, and just vomited everything. I'm like, oh, oh my gosh. It was, it was, it was bad. It was bad, you know? So that's how everything, he got delivered. Mm. Uh, I remember me, uh, you know, but it was not, it was not, like demonized, but it was, I, I had a lot of bitterness and anger towards my family, uh, my dad, especially because growing up, like here, you cannot hit or hit the kids, you know, you know, doing the disciplines and stuff. You got, you gotta be careful. But in our culture, it's normal. Like if they hit you, like, you know, so parents growing up, you know, they, they did that to me and I just had heavy anger and bitterness and uh, how I got delivered was I punched that pastor who was praying, who was praying for a deliverance in me, in my life. I was getting, I was acting everything to him. Like I was punching, I was trying to hit because I was that angry uh, with my family and I got delivered and, uh, uh, at the same day, you know, God started using me and my gifts uh, as well. So it was just instantly I was delivered. Instantly God just, you know, blessed me with the gifts and I started exercising it and stuff like that. So both encounters are like pretty, pretty like, mm, you know. Yeah. But, uh, you know, listening uh, to it, uh genuine question do we have to fear demon demons or demon 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 realm or like do we have to be afraid of talking about it in our families and you know in our settings oh if so why if not talk us through why we shouldn't be because a lot of people especially in this culture uh don't tend to see or experience that that much uh, I've not heard anyone like, yeah, they practice, 
in you know in their past. Well, yeah, I think it, well in our culture we say yeah we'll connect it with ghosts. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or things like that. Yeah, not yeah. recognize what it is. Do we need to be afraid of demons? No. I mean, come back to my other sermons. You know, they're they're a nuisance, right? They're a powerful nuisance. They can cause a lot of devastation, but they're right. really nothing compared to the power of Christ within us. So we don't have to fear them, but we should be cautious of them. Right. Because they can do damage. Yeah. And we need to be concerned about what we're taking in mm. for entertainment, what right. we're, who we're listening to spiritually. Right. Um, you know, that we're connected with scripture mm. so that, that the truth of God's word is right. going to filter out mm. these negative false prophets or mm-hmm. false teachings mm-hmm. um, because it's easy to be deceived. And I think that's the scary part. Yeah, exactly. All right. So they're, they're not power. They're, you know, they're not so powerful. We need to be afraid of them. Yeah. If you're ever anywhere and just some demoniac shows up, yeah, you know, like the guy in the Bible, he's naked. He's yeah. got chains. He's broken free from. He's like, oh my word! Mm-hmm. No, you just, just pray in Jesus' name and pray in the Holy Spirit. And right. You're on. If you don't know anything else to do, right. You just in Jesus' name, in Jesus' name, yeah. in Jesus' name, yeah. and then pray in tongues, and and you'll make it through. But but the the but so we don't have to be scared of them. What we need to be scared. What we need to be afraid of. Us scared of. What we need to be afraid of is the subtle deceits yeah. that are constantly trying to infiltrate our mind. The, mm. the, the deceit to Eve. Mm. Yeah. The deceit to Judas. Mm. Um, yeah. You know, hey, uh, just tell this one lie about, about Jesus so we can arrest him. Right. We'll pay you. We'll pay yeah. you. Yeah. And what did it say about him? Satan entered him. Mm. It was a little deceit that he believed. Yeah. But by opening himself up to that deceit, Satan entered him. Mm. And then it caused him to caused him to take his own life as he regretted what he had done to Jesus. So it's the little deceits. You know, what are the ones? I just don't even believe that that's sin. Or how can a God of love, you know, condemn people for their right. sin. I just believe that all good people go to heaven. Yeah. I just, and so it doesn't sound like a demonic attack. Yeah. But it is. Yeah. Right. It's just a, it's a deliberate. Yeah. Devilish. Mm. Um, twisting. Yeah. Of scripture. Mm. And all that, all of it, all of it. Yeah. Is demonically influenced. It doesn't matter how nice the little old lady is who said it. Or right. the little old man who said it, because the devil is going to bring it in the kindest, gentlest way possible to get you to latch onto it. Right. Yeah. As you said, a lot of people think uh, demonic activity is just like, yeah, it's he's shaking. He's like, yeah, 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 frothing off the yes. mouth. <laughs> but, you know, we need to understand even the small twisting is demonic activity. Believe think, it or not. <laughs> so I think that's one of the things, you know, demonic activity in the United States, it, it definitely happens. Right. But most people haven't seen it. Why haven't they seen it? Because the devil doesn't have to go that far. Yeah. It just All I have to do is get you to believe 
a wrong word. Really so he doesn't have to word. dominate your whole life. He just distracts you. Yeah, really good word. Really good word. Yeah, uh, exactly. That's really nice. Uh, really, yeah. As you said, he devil doesn't have to work that that hard. You know, it's just all right. I'm gonna whisper in your ears, and we are already tempted. We are angry. We are believing that over what the scripture says and it's easy especially it's easy uh i think it's easy here to be that um so yeah wow uh have you experienced anything in africa uh yeah for sure yeah, yeah. um i feel like i talked about this on the podcast before so i don't want to repeat stories Hopefully I'm not at that place where every story I have now, I've used them all within eight <laughs> months of doing the podcast. Um, but we're in our ninth month of this podcast, yeah, by the way, right. we just started. Yeah. So um, I was there, I was with Benaya. Benaya is, I think, nine years old. And he's sitting on the front row. I'm sitting in the pastor's seating. And all of a sudden, someone from the back is walking toward the front of the room. And so it was just cautious. It's my kids sitting over in the front of the row. And then as soon as they get near the altar area, they just like, like fall to the ground, like flip to the ground. Yeah. Right in, right next to my son, like right next to him in between him and the adult who was supervising him uh, right there. And, and so I didn't leave my pastor's seat, right? Because we're like up on the stage, yeah. but I'm directing another team member like hey go grab my son bring him to another part of the room prayer people gather around start praying for this person who yeah. is now has a is having a demonic manifestation when the church service was all over i said to the person like that person the demoniac flipped out right in front of you and you didn't even like pay attention to my kid just there's my kid right there with the demoniac flailing on the ground at their feet and the, the adult leader said what happened? That what? happened, right? Like, yeah, they were at your feet. <laughs> they were banging up against you. Oh, and they didn't boy. even notice. Oh boy. So I won't. The person listening, the person definitely is going to be listening to this podcast and laughing. I'm not going to throw them under the bus. But oh, yeah, that boy. was one of the funniest things from that. Oh, geez. from that trip, that was oh, really boy. funny. Let but me I ask- wasn't. I'm right. I'm a dad. Yeah, I'm on the stage. I'm not worried. Yeah, so I know my son's right there, and I and I want him to be moved to a different spot. But I didn't go rushing off the stage in a right. panic. Yeah, no, that that place is full of godly people. Yeah, um, and they just pray for that person. That person walked out of there free, and my you know my son got to be a witness to. Mm. He's like, what happened? Um, and so that was the first time he saw it as a nine year old. But again, it was no fear. Like, oh, yeah. person had a demon in them and they left without a demon in them. Like yeah. no big deal. Yeah. How awesome. important is, uh, do you think that we educate our kids or we talk about all this in our family? Like, because, because as, as we said, it's not that common that you see the manifestation of, of a demonic activity. But, you know, we talked about the small, small things, how, how? Well, I think it shows the realness of the gospel. Right. Right. So 
the Bible talks about demons and angels, and you get to a certain point in your education and in your maturity when you think, I can't believe people believe this. Mm. I can't believe my parents believe this stuff. Right. And and so you just reject it. Like, man, why do they? And so then you pursue intellectualism and the philosophies of the world. And so that's one thing that I think why you talk through it, why we talk about it at Restoration Church, even though it makes most people uncomfortable, is because, no, this is real. This is real stuff. We're not afraid of it. They're mice in our attic. If you let them in your attic, but you don't have to let them in your attic like a victim. Yeah. uh, Because it is real. Yeah. It does still happen. It happens around the world. Right. And the other thing is, I know how much it changed my life. Mm. So when I was 15 years old, it was the first time I ever witnessed it. I was a freshman in high school, so I might have been 14. The first time I ever witnessed it, it happened at a church event. And I went to school that next Monday on fire for Jesus. Mm. Because I, you know, I, I said I grew up afraid of demons from all those stories. Right. Well, something changed in me that night because that next day I was like, God is bigger. God is more powerful. Mm, mm. God is greater. I never knew how real it was, Mm. how spiritually active the enemy was, now spiritually powerful God was. Mm. I've seen healings, but healings always feel like someone, the people might be faking it. Yeah. Right? So it's always like, and then especially like, you have people who get healed, but then three months later, they're not healed anymore. And yeah. I was like, were you lying? Or why, why did the healing wear off? Like, yeah. And it's always confusing. Yeah. But in that moment where you see someone delivered, now the tough part is some people are perpetually, as soon as they go home, they invite all the mnemonic powers right. back into their life. And right. those are miserable. But yeah, but I definitely know some people who were set free and are still set free. Like they'd never... Went back. So it changed my life mm. when I was 14 or 15 uh, because I knew how real it was. So that's another reason why we should be open to talk about it. Right. So we're not afraid. Right. And then once we, if we witness it, then again, it should like everything else mm. bring us to worship our Lord and our Savior. Right. That's awesome. Yeah. Good. So some verses that I ended with yesterday that are probably verses at this point is people are like, I shouldn't have been listening to this podcast at midnight. I'm all afraid now I'm in my apartment all by myself. But Isaiah 41.10, fear not for I am with you. Mm. And Second Timothy. Yeah, the the fear not one, there's an old church song. Uh, fear not for I am with you. Fear not for I am with you. Fear not for I am with you, says the Lord. Um. <laughs> That old church song, like if my kids would have nightmares mm-hmm. and they're scared, um, I, you know, that old church song, I'd sing for them. Wow. Um, and then Second Timothy, God gave us not a spirit of fear. Mm. God did, uh, but I've got a, but a power of love and self-control for God did not give us a spirit of fear, but power of love and a sound mind. Mm-hmm. Um, and that is just another encouragement. There's nothing, there's nothing 
absolutely nothing to be afraid of. Yeah. The resurrection power of Jesus is within you right. as a child of God. Mm. And you're like, well, I don't know what I'd ever do if I were in that situation. Really, you wouldn't do nothing. You just yield to the Holy Spirit. Right. The Holy Spirit rises up within you when there's a when there's a spiritual thing. And if you've ever shared the gospel with someone and you're like, I didn't even have the words to say, but but I said the right things, so they give their life to Jesus or right. or they consider Jesus, the same thing happens. Right. In those moments, all of a sudden you're praying things you didn't know you should pray and you're mm. the scriptures that were in you from from childhood. They're coming out as you're praying those scriptures like the Holy Spirit brings all of those. Right. Brings it all out of you. Mm. Um, and it's not like. Not like fighting a bully. Mm. Where all of a sudden the bully finds you in the bathroom, you're all by yourself and it's going to beat you up. Right. No, because. Because you're not, you're not ever alone. Yeah, you're not. For I, I am, am with, with you. you. You are never ever alone. Mm. That's a good one. So, listen, as we end the villain series, which was your favorite week, Pastor Stephen? I think uh, a third week. Which was what character or what Bible villain? Uh, oh my gosh! Don't ask me, Disney villains. Well, what was the Bible villain? Uh, what was the why was the third week your favorite week? I, th- I think it was talking about. Uh, I think it was David or Ab- uh, Absalom. Yep. That was third week. That was second no. week, I think, because we went um, Victoria, then Lion King, which was Absalom, then yeah. Ursula. Yeah, I like the Lion King one. What was Ursula? What was the Bible villain for Ursula? Uh, Nebuchadnezzar and then last week was Hopper and Pharaoh and this week was those two those two unnamed men who are keeping a slave girl in custody and using her oppression for their benefit what was your favorite? what did you like preaching the most? Um, I think yeah I think I liked them all I, I like the, I like the the first three. I did better than, <laughs> um, but I think what I mean. What a great series overall! I don't think we knew going into it we'd be talking so much about probably spiritual warfare in it. It just happened. Yeah, it just happened. Yeah, and so it was kind of a good thing. Like we didn't force it. We didn't come up with an agenda. We just said, "Gone." We're going to talk through villains. What's, what mm-hmm. is it you want to communicate? And I think we, as a church, hopefully if people I think responded, it was a, I think we grew a lot. Yeah, I think... Uh, we got stronger spiritually. Right. And really good feedbacks with the teaching as well. Like, as a church, we need to teach, as you said, we need to let them know that this is real. It's not something that we avoid or we stop talking about it, but we talk about it, we teach about it. So I think people loved it. Um, They were not big, we were just talking, they were not big fans of like the decors and stuff like that. We were like, all right, that's fine. (laughs) That's fine. But the teaching part of it and showing the clips, making sure like they understand, I think they, I think they liked it more. Yeah. The... Uh, so we get three weeks of fire and water, 
And then we go into a series called Predictive Text. And then we're jumping into Kingdom Builders. Yeah. Wow. Season. So we're, it feels like 2023 already. Yeah. Today I had to look up when Easter was and I'm like, is 2023 right? Is that the next Easter? And I couldn't remember because we're always living like a year ahead. Yeah. Um, but uh, some books for recommendation. I think um, Jenny Allen's book, Get Out of Your Get Out of Your Head, I've recommended before, but it there's just one part in there that talks about um, demonic influence. That is just really good. And then one book that I've used is called The Bondage Breaker, which is not a book I'd recommend everybody read, uh, but it helps me on a pastor level. There's mm. just a part of it that helped me to frame to have some framework on how I pray for people mm. who are praying for deliverance, which, you know, which could just be, I just need to be delivered from nightmares yeah, or from a trauma that happened to me. So that, that book was helpful for that. Uh, I can't think of any podcasts to recommend based I like on any of this. The Unseen Realm book. The Unseen Realm. That's another book. Yeah, who, I forget who that's Michael by. S. Hazer. Cool. Yeah. So the that's three, realm. three books. Three books for your recommendation. Um, so we've been kind of heavy. I want to do a series on on friendship here coming up. <laughs> 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 and uh, just keep it light. Next year is going to be so light. <laughs> <laughs> yep. <laughs> so late next year. Well, but look. it's it's good, right? In a way, it's good because uh, we maybe this is what people wanted. You know, people really wanted to hear these things, and uh, you know, just not even for us. Like we're not a church that we avoid talking about. In the second of clip of of Princess and the Frog that it didn't show. He's trying to tempt her again. Shadow Man's trying to tempt the frog. He's trying to give her all her dreams, but us all in the exchange. Mm-hmm. I'll give you your dreams. And and uh, she's faced, but she says, my daddy didn't give me what I wanted, but he gave me what I needed. Mm-hmm. And then that helps her to break the curse and Shadow Man gets taken. He, he can't pay his debts, but you just said, maybe it's what the church wanted. And I say, maybe what the church needed. needed yeah so god doesn't give us what we want just a co- right. nice cushy cozy mm. series on friendship right <laughs> but one that we needed yeah you know yeah it's it was a great i loved it i loved it all right well listen church we love you appreciate you and uh listening pastor steven's 95% done of a sermon here for Sunday. So he's going to be preaching here in Dover for all our locations. Yep. So we're pumped about that. And then we're here. When's our podcast next week? Is that who's on it? Am I on with you? Are you on it? I it's not no. scheduled at all. So we have no idea who will be on it. <laughs> yeah. And it's going to be fun. <laughs> yeah. It's going to be a good time. So listen, love you guys. Talk to you later. Bye.